Hello everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Around the Rings Radio from the convention floor at Sport Accord Convention 2017 in Aarhus, Denmark. Our latest guest on this edition, Andy Hunt, the Chief Executive Officer of World Sailing. Uh, he's going to be talking with us about plans for Tokyo 2020, plans for the sport as we look towards the future. Thanks for joining us today, Andy. Great to be here, Ed. Uh, you've been with World Sailing now for what about a about a year or so now? I think yep, well, something like month month fifteen, and it seemed but it seems like a lifetime already. Uh, what's it like? You came there from the British Olympic Association, uh, from a National Olympic background. Now you're with the Federation. How's that been for you as far as a, a career switch? It's been great actually. I mean, it's, it's fascinating having seen you know the two the two key key parties in. Uh, in delivering the games, uh, working in partnership with the IOC, of course, the, the National Olympic Committees and the International Federations. Now, having having switched to the International Federations and dealing with uh, uh, some of the challenges from the other side of the fence, the complexity, uh, the week in, week out nature of uh, in international federations. Well, in our instance, day in, day out. I mean, there isn't a. We have pretty much international competition taking place 365 days a year, so it is a it, it's a continuous. Uh, uh, conti c continuous mode of operation, whereas national committees you tend to have more, more um, event-based uh, event focus that, that comes in and out, but you literally have events running year, you know, all year round. Yeah. Uh, what is, if you will, the direction world sailing is taking now, especially with the election of a new president uh, a few months ago, Kim Anderson? We talked with him earlier yep. on Around the Rings Radio. How do you see sailing moving ahead now in the next couple of years? What are the big things that you're looking for? I mean, we've got a great new president in Kim and we've got a new board, we've got a new board as well. And there's real energy uh, and dynamism around, around where we take the sport. Really, really importantly for us last year was setting out a new vision and mission for the sport. And probably for the first time, um, really understanding of what that unique proposition is for the sport. Um, not only for our kind of existing participants around the world, and we reckon there's something like 57 million people around the world that uh, take part in sailing, mm -hmm. but actually for all the fans. So we know out of Rio, 257 million people watched the sport, um, more than five minutes on TV. So we, we know there are a couple of hundred million people and probably more out there who have an interest in the sport. So the challenge is for us, can we, can we now position ourselves to connect with those people, to get them really enthusiastic about the sport, and ultimately, of course, help our uh, national associations, our national federations, um, drive participation in, the, in, in each of those countries. How important are the Olympics for world sailing compared to the rest of the calendar that you have all the time. As you say, every week of the year there's mm -hmm. probably some sort of international event coming in. You know, where did the Olympics stand as far as the image of, of world sailing? Incredibly, incredibly important. You know, I think I, I think still our mo absolutely our most important event. But like like all international federations, there's a mixture of you have both. Uh, uh, you have other key events in, in your sport. We have obviously uh, the America's Cup, the Volvo Ocean Race, the Vendée Globe, mm -hmm. uh, and various other uh, events. But of course, the Olympic Games is is absolutely vital for ensuring the world. You know, it's it's the best platform in the world to showcase your sports and excite future fans and participants. Youth, attracting youth to the sport, 
um, a key a key element to the I think the future of the Olympics is to broaden more youth involvement in all the sports across the uh, Olympic program. What about sailing? Is that an issue for you as well? Is it difficult to attract young people to the sport, get them interested in the sport these days? I suspect again, our, our challenges are not dissimilar to other to other sports. Uh, attracting youth, remaining relevant to relevant to youth, delivering innovation and exciting concepts in terms of what we do is absolutely one of our top top three priorities. And I think that's a number, you know, a kind of a number of things. A, we need to make sure that. Uh, um, but the offering right down to your, your, your local sailing club, your local yacht club is, uh, is exciting in terms of, and easily accessible. Uh, as we all know in most sports actually, getting your foot in, the, getting that first opportunity, getting your foot in the door is so important. Um, and obviously working then in our national federations, working through education, education and uh, uh, programs, whether that's in schools or indeed uh, for university programs and college programs as well. So it's, it's, it's a multiplicity of things. For, for, from a, uh, back to our Olympic standpoint, it's about offering, using the Olympics as a real showcase for our sport. Getting, getting people excited about it, showing innovation. You know, our, our sport, I think, is really, really unique. It's unique because it's the only sport that truly harnesses, a sport, uh, harnesses the power of nature. Uh, and sailors, typically, are really, really excited about the environment and really passionate about the environment uh, in which they sail. So they are the guardians of the ocean. Well, uh, very much so in, in Rio de Janeiro, the, the red flag about the environmental concerns yeah. for Rio de Janeiro were largest, were raised by the sailors and the conditions yep. at, the, at the sailing course there. Um, do you think you've had a positive impact there in Rio de Janeiro as a result of that? I think there's no doubt that the work that the Rio City, uh, with, the, with the support of the mayor, actually the work that was done to improve the quality, uh, quality the, the underlying water quality was good. Certainly, we had no issues about water quality at the games and the immediate period running up, immediate period uh, before the games. Um, there's no doubt. I do hear some kind of reports now that um, that the amount of debris that's in the water has increased again because we had quite a quite a active um, project that kind of clean collection. up debris. Exactly. Collection. You know, we had to, yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, clearly it would appear from uh, anecdotal evidence that the focus on that has kind of dropped out. But um, I, I can't really comment on, on the quality of the water. But you know, the, the investment that was made in putting this uh, sewage pipe belt around, around the bay uh, in Rio, that is a long-term. Uh, uh, that is a long-term legacy, which will improve the quality of the water. But it's hard for me to comment on the other components. Any concerns like that with sailing for Tokyo? What are the water conditions going to be like there? Uh, no, I'm not concerned about that. You know, it's uh, Enoshima is a is such an important um, fishing fishing port uh, for Japan, and uh, the Japanese are really obsessed around around water quality, which is good. But one really interesting thing that we, we, we've done, Ed, is uh, we, we've put sustainability right at the heart of, heart of what we're doing. And within that is water quality. So we're working now actually on setting new water quality standards that will apply for all of our events. So I actually think that will have a positive legacy, not just on where we hold the Olympic Games, 
but actually it, in major ports around the world. Because if people want to bid to host an international event, there will be in future a water quality standard that they need to adhere to and evidence they need to provide. So you know, it's a way that sport can really, not just through the Olympic Games, but sport in itself can help drive environmental awareness and, and call cities into action. Mm -hmm. What about cape kiteboarding? Um, people are saying that that's a, be important to have that in the Olympic program, and it's, it's not right now. I think you're mm. studying that, looking at it. What what kind of place does that event, that discipline, have for sale? Well, we've proposed a showcase event for kiteboarding in Tokyo 2020. We've not proposed it as one of our core events, and we're really hoping that uh, both the IOC and Tokyo 2020 allow us to show uh, kiteboard racing at the Games, and uh, we're in active dialogue about that uh, right now. And I think it'll be really, really exciting. It's, it, it's, a fa it's got fantastic youth appeal, uh, it's fast, it's exciting, and uh, you know, a bit like surfing. It's a, it's a cool sport for young people. Uh, you're thinking, you're not thinking, you're making a move of the Federation offices from Southampton in England into London. Uh, when is that taking effect and what are the, what's the thinking behind that? Well, we're moving in uh, at the end of July this year. Uh, we've been in Southampton for 20 years. The organization actually was in London beforehand. Uh, so we're kind of moving, moving back to where we were and actually the organization w was uh, founded in London and, and, and was there for, uh, I guess, the 80-odd 80, the 80 previous years. Mm -hmm. I think the reason we chose London, and we went for a really, really comprehensive process of assessing, did we go to Lausanne, did we go to Geneva, did we go to, to another uh, territory, did we go to Spain, you know, a, a, a strong, uh, passionate sailing nation. And we looked at all the factors, and you know, our conclusion was that London, London offered us the opportunity to be in an international city where over 200 languages are spoken that has great accessibility for our, for our members and the broader, uh, our broader sports stakeholders. It was a way for us to make sure we could retain um, some of the DNA and uh, uh, great people that we have in the organization, but also allowed us to move, to move forward, to be in the right place. And we're just gonna be just 15 minutes from Heathrow going forward. And uh, I think it's a really, good, a, a really good balance for the organization. Well, very much, very much thank you for coming to join us on Around the Rings Radio. Pleasure to be here. Andy Hunt, who is the Chief Executive Officer of World Sailing, thank you for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio at Sport Accord Convention 2017. I'm Ed Hula. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. <laughs>